The most common cause of bad customer experience isn't that high tech. It's embarrassingly simple. Yup, it's answering questions. In e-commerce, it's really easy to get bogged down with common questions. Whether that's, where's my package? How do I return or exchange this item? Or just to cancel a subscription? SolvePath is an AI-driven customer support system that enhances the customer experience with visual formats and self-serve technology to empower your customers to handle their own support requests. Get the best customer support system for your business. Get SolvePath. Get started by visiting GetSolvePath.com. You're now listening to Fintech Confidential, bringing you the people, tech, and companies that change how you pay and get paid. Be sure to subscribe to Fintech Confidential on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player by going to podcast.fintechconfidential.com and sign up for Fintech Confidential information at access.fintechconfidential.com. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ted. Great to be here. This is your third startup that you've launched, Enable. And you launched it in 2017. You and the co-founder, Dennis, met nearly 17 years ago learning how to fly helicopters. How would you equate to flying helicopters to running a tech startup? They're definitely my two major passions in life, flying helicopters in particular and uh, technology. And I think, first of all, there's fascinating people in both places. That's one one common area, meeting really good people. And then I think also another common area is uh, when you're flying a helicopter, it's critical to be tracking and monitoring what's going on, looking at all of the temperatures and pressures and this type of thing. And it's similar when launching a fast and running a fast growing tech startup. It's quite fast paced, high energy and exciting. And great opportunity to go far but you have to be you have to be paying attention you've also built a couple others we mentioned this is your third one but the award-winning dcs e-commerce that was recognized the 50th fastest growing company in britain and then you sold infomatrix to which was a b2b SaaS company to the london-based private equity firm sovereign capital how would you describe the relationships that you've had and how they've made you successful in these startups. Both of those two first two businesses were very much kind of service providers. So we were building software for other people. We were providing a service. It was growing steadily. It was growing profitably. And it was a really good grounding and learning experience for Enable, which is on a whole different level. And I think having that kind of business grounding, and you mentioned DCS e-commerce, they know literally was out of Dennis's distribution company. And having that understanding of how distribution works and how kind of real world bricks and mortar businesses work was a great grounding to then launch a fast scaling SaaS platform. That It, it, it was very helpful in that regard. Oh, that is interesting that you pivoted the experience from being the customer into providing for other customers and obviously provided a lot of value that uh, Sovereign Capital decided they, they wanted a piece of it. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm probably going to underplay it 
I apologize for doing so, but it being a rebate management creation software, what is it about the struggles of managing and executing and tracking trading programs for distribution, wholesale, and manufacturing companies that got you excited enough to actually start Enable? First of all, my passion was always around creating a really modern technology product, cloud-based solution in a space that had been neglected by other people. And so we built early prototype versions of Enable of our kind of rebate management platform and really saw how satisfied the users were, how it was really transforming their day-to-day lives, their day-to-day jobs, and allowing them to make these trading programs work much better for them. So that was the main satisfaction in really finding a kind of sweet spot to launch a product that had been neglected by everyone else. But nevertheless, that the actual subject matter of rebates and trading programs and B2B deals is a huge space where we can make a, a real difference. How big is that industry? A lot of people think about the rebates that they get when they buy a good or service from an electronics retailer or from the grocery or something like that. They've got the coupons, the rebates that they submit. Help us understand, like, it goes way beyond that. And how big is the market actually? We're entirely focused on B2B deals and B2B rebates. Similar in some ways to that kind of coupon type business to consumer thing that you refer to, but in other ways, very different. And to answer your question, more than 70% of global trade goes through distribution and retail to get from a manufacturer to a consumer. It, it doesn't, the, the vast majority does not go direct. And these kind of deals and incentives are attached to the bulk of that. And it's because manufacturers want to drive behavior in their downstream partners distributors, retailers to hit certain value targets, volume targets, certain product mix. And you can only really pay for that when those things have been achieved in the future. So a rebate is the way to do it. And you say, buy at this price here, $10, sell for $13. And then once you've bought or sold a million units, we'll then write a check for $5 million, but only when you do that. And if you don't get there, then you won't get the check. So it really does drive behavior. And as I say, 70% of global trade, that's that $70 trillion this year of goods that are sold where these kind of deals are in play. And the deals themselves are a f- quite a few percentage points of those transactions. So we're talking again about trillions of dollars of these B2B rebates, really, really big. Oh, wow. So how much of that, of those rebates, because I, I look at it from the perspective as like consumer side. I, I haven't mm. dealt with the B2B like we were talking about, but with the consumer side, sometimes just more effort <laughs> for me to redeem that rebate than it was mm. to actually, to just let it go, time yeah. versus effort. How much breakage are you guys seeing mm. fall through the cracks in the B2B space? It varies enormously. So I think on the one hand, what you're saying is right, that it still is work for the downstream partner, let's call it the distributor or the retailer to do, to keep track of these rebates and then claim them. And on one extreme, we literally see a complete lack of tracking. Um, 
and checks sometimes arrive and people walk around the office and say, does anyone know I've got $50,000 here? Does anyone know what it relates to? And people say, don't, don't know, really just put it in the bank. So that's a bad case, but it does go on a lot. And then a more realistic case is that because it's such a huge part of profitability, this is being tracked, but it's just very manual and it's done on Excel spreadsheets and homemade systems and it's a real burden. So it's quite a nightmare to keep on top of. And this isn't good for manufacturers either, because you might think maybe it's good for them if people don't claim these rebates, but the whole point to them is to drive behavior. And if people aren't getting the benefit of this, then they won't actually behave in the way that they could be and everyone loses. So it's therefore a huge opportunity for us to turn it into a potential lose into a win for everyone. How is Enable helping these businesses get out of these old school methods or really old software, maybe just inadequate and get out of like Excel spreadsheets and Word documents or whatever it is that they're using to track mm. this, a, a post-it note on the screen. Mm. How does it involve helping them move forward and really take control of that experience? The first thing is really helping companies resolve this within their own four walls. And typically you will have, let's say you're a distributor or a retailer, you will have your finance team and then you'll have your purchasing team or category management or your buyers. And the buyers are negotiating and creating all of these creative different deal, deals and rebates with the suppliers. And then finance are trying to account for them and it's difficult to to build the calculations and all that type of thing. So where Enable starts is we go into CFOs, finance teams, and we provide a solution that the buyers can enter their deals into. And it supports, Enable supports every type of deal that buyers can dream up or invent. And then it performs all the financial calculations as well. So it really brings those teams together and brings them all onto the same page. So that's inside the four walls of a company initially. Where it gets much more exciting though is going outside those four walls and then once you've created a rebate deal in your company, getting your supplier, for example, to log on and see the same deal and review it and collaborate on it and approve it and then manage it within their business. And you establish this powerful link where both sides can track this deal and the manufacturer make sure that they hit the target, the volume, and the distributor or retailer make sure that they earn all of the rebates. So that's broadly how we work. How are you giving the internal teams the transparency to see all of these special pricing arrangements or agreements that they've made with all of these other individuals? So at the moment, the reason why people put all of these agreements into say a spreadsheet is because there's no kind of modern cloud solution that can actually accommodate the deals they're just not flexible they're too rigid so that results in them all going into spreadsheets that then are built by each individual buyer or you know they vary in each company and it's it's just just very much a homemade solution what we're doing is providing a modern software platform where customers still have to load the deals and we help them do that by the way so teams are still going in and loading the agreements and the deals and the rebates into enable but then enable is the repository which is structured and which everyone can then inside the company can then see and understand exactly what the deals are so that's what we're doing one of the things i thought was really interesting is perusing your website is hmm. a lot of companies talk about 
will install software at your location or they go that extra mile like you have to the software as a service, which is all cloud-based. But you guys have even taken it a little bit further, at least from what I could see, is put it in the palm of their hand through a, a mobile application that gives them just enough information to feel confident they can keep going forward until they can get back to their desktop. What was the thought process about extending something so complex out into a mobile application? I think it's really about making it real time and making it easier for people to make decisions. So if you're talking, you're often talking about millions of dollars of these deals and buying and selling decisions that can impact profitability by you know, certainly hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Yet, despite that, the majority of companies are doing this in Excel. They're assembling complicated pivot tables once a quarter and it's completely out of date. As soon as it's created, it's out of date and then you can't make good decisions. So my, my kind of vision was really a bit like the stock market or a bit like foreign currency is where it's real time and you can look on your phone and I do. I look at foreign currency and stock on my phone all day long and I wanted to do exactly the same thing with B2B rebates and that that was what drove us to do that. A lot of B2B companies leave out the thought process of everybody is a consumer. So really what's happening is that consumer grade products that are delighting the customer through that experience versus just giving them a tool. I look at it as the difference between the the free measuring tape that you get in a toolkit versus the one that you buy at the hardware store that has magnets and laser finders and everything else built on it. And it's like the difference between that is, is looking at that functionality that's built in. Yes. With that approach and with you being able to bring the transparency, give them accessibility for whatever piece of glass is, that they're coming from and allowing them to do that, how has that equated to the overarching market share? And what has that done for your revenues? What we saw early on is how widespread this is. And in, when I say that, this is literally every vertical where there's physical goods and also many where it's not even it's, it's intangibles like software and uh, things that are not physical. So whether you take construction materials, electrical components, automotive parts, pharmaceuticals, medical devices, house beauty and, house beauty and health, I can't even speak, health beauty and household is what I'm trying to say there. Any of these verticals, these rebates are massive, and there's a lot of common ground in terms of the types of, of deals and mechanisms they use, and they're virtually all using Excel or homemade systems. This is not really an established and well-known software category. It's a new emerging software category, and every month we're literally opening new verticals and new geographies and we've got more people finding us on google and coming to us in those industries and signing up so we are i think we've grown our revenue by 12 times in the last in the last three years grown our customer base about the same amount we all of the original customers we had three years ago are still using the system with us today and that just gives you a sense of scale. So we've grown 12x in three years, and we're still only just at the beginning of this. That is great to hear that that you have that longevity with the customers, because that mm. is one of the things that 
especially in today's market, that if you don't get it right or you don't set the expectations properly right out of the gate, you're going to have massive attrition. It's fantastic to hear that that you've been able to manage expectations along with the deliverables. Because I was looking, one of the really cool things that that I saw that Enable does is you publicly publish your product roadmap. Very few companies do that. And it was really neat to see like the progression that <coughs> the progression that you guys are going through. And I guess one of the things that was really interesting also is they are evenly almost at least from my perspective, evenly spaced between claiming rebates and paying rebates and then reconciling the two back together. So it feels like it's like a one, two punch, like a <laughs> jab hook type scenario that's going on as I look through that. How is that helping? How are you getting that information to make sure that you're delivering the right things? So are you thinking information about requirements and market needs and what customer pain points are, or are you thinking about data? and getting the right data in the first place to process all this. I look at it as I get the data to understand what's mm. happening, then mm. validate or invalidate the assumptions with the customers mm. on those things. And just looking, is that a similar process that you all go through? Or is it, I hear from the customer, then I go look at the data. How do you approach it? We do a bit of both. and we listen a lot to customers we have a customer advisory board we have an annual customer event called catalyze where we meet face to face and get a huge amount of input and that that goes into our roadmap so a big percentage of what we do is driven by what customers are asking for and where we see common ground across many customers many industries and so on at the same time we still do have kind of time ring fence for genuine innovation because we all know if you only do what people ask for is this sort of faster horse type syndrome and people don't always know what they want. So I would say, and maybe in simple terms, a third of what we're doing right now is genuine innovation, brand new concepts, ideas, visualizations, insights that we believe people will find useful. And most of the time, those types of projects have been successful and we've had good adoption. And then two thirds is really responding and learning from customers and looking at use cases. So an example would be, you know, it's a huge amount of these B2B deals and rebates and all sorts of different variations of those. But we found that things like royalty agreements, license agreements, commissions uh, between businesses, those are all actually very similar. And so with customer demand, we've actually extended our products into those types of areas as well. You just tagged on to the next thing I wanted to talk about is on your website, you've got five different sectors that you talk about. Mm. Which ones do you feel are the best fit and which ones do you think have the most potential, maybe ones that aren't listed? We started with a lot of physical goods. And so, for example, I, I talk, we talked about the DCS background. And again, I can say it correctly this time, health, beauty and household, Procter Gamble, Unilever, those sorts of uh, products. And then we made the leap into construction related products, things like lumber, electrical components, HVAC, plumbing electrical all of those and those have been our core a lot of our core industries automotive parts for example is another one so some of those that they're all the core and that's still growing at a 
very high rate and there's, there's literally hundreds of thousands of manufacturers and distributors and retailers in those industries that that we're helping and tapping into and then the other part of your question some of the really exciting new areas we won a customer last quarter in financial services and they're a public us company and they actually sell through retailers and they pay their retailers in the form of, of rebates and so that was a relatively new use case for us but that's that's quite exciting and also in technology there's a, there's a lot of requirement for what we do in the tech world and that's quite new for us as well so i think the most amazing thing is this is just opening up literally every month we did an analysis of our total addressable market nine months ago and we found it was about 16 billion dollars and we did it again in the last couple of weeks and it's about 50 percent bigger than it was nine months ago simply because of our knowledge of where this is needed you brought up something that is super important is to continue to go back and to look and reassess the markets just because it worked doesn't mean it's going to continue to work and the other side of the house just because you didn't think it would work doesn't mean it won't going forward. I would be remiss uh, if we didn't talk about payments on a fintech podcast. You guys are tracking and managing the rebates, the contracts, when to pay, how to pay, who to pay. You're tracking it. You're providing the reconciliation. What have you seen as the biggest hurdle with, with just being on the trigger side of being able to tell XYZ manufacturer or ABC retailer, request your rebate or pay your rebate. What has been like the biggest difficulty that you've found by just giving instruction mm. <laughs> versus yeah. actually doing so, it for them? So where we started is we were really a support tool that our customers would use. So our customers were already uh, having rebates with their, with their suppliers, shall we say take that example first and they were already collecting rebates from their supplier but it was in a very ad hoc way supplier might send a payment and then they would say we don't think it's the right amount and go backwards and forwards and there'd be a dispute process and we were really giving them the tools to be able to make a comprehensive claim with support to show this is why it's due and so that was quite quite easy to do because you can imagine they could give our customers could give a lot more detail and transparency to their trading partner and say this is what you owe and why so in that case it really increased the uptake significantly and it worked very well i think a future stage is can we actually collect the payment and and actually facilitate the payment so not just a support tool to help someone collect the money but can we actually facilitate the payment and that's certainly an exciting new area for us one of the white paper items that you had on your website that really struck a chord with me was the affiliated distributors and the ability to help them generate, and and folks, I'm not making this number up, $45 billion in sales, while at the same time having the extremely complex deal structures that we talked about earlier. How were you guys able to help them to generate that additional $45 billion. I would say is AD is a fantastic group and one of the very best groups in the whole of the US in all industries and certainly in the industries that they're in. And so they have lots and lots of great independent members who are businesses who are buying and selling materials. And then centrally within AD, they have 
sourced very good partners, good suppliers, and that they've built very good kind of trading programs that give the manufacturers more volume and allow manufacturers to sell the products that are important to them, if you like, while also giving the members good pricing and access to great benefits. So that was already there. We were really merely just the, a technology platform that allowed AD to make that run more smoothly and run better. So it's true that when they took on Enable, which was quite a few years ago now, they were in an earlier stage, they were in less countries, less industries, and they were running a lot of things fairly manually. And by using Enable as a modern platform to automate a lot of those processes and improve collaboration with their their partners, then they've been able to, that's helped them to grow and do a lot more without necessarily significantly increasing the team and the resources. I think it comes down to automation and probably collaboration as well using modern technology. And we talk about supply chain digitization a lot, and it's a cliche, isn't it? We've all been talking about it forever, but it's still surprisingly not really happened. And and AD have been very proactive in using technology enable to to make the supply chain work effectively on, on digital tech. So one of the things that, as you're speaking about, that comes to mind is that it sounds like Enable really could be used as a tool to expand more globally, to be able to provide the incentives that are needed in regions that are different from region to region. The incentive that works in the U.S. is not going to work the mm. same in Costa Rica, which is not going to work the same in Thailand, which is not going to work the same in Israel they're going to be different in, in India as well. So those are all going to be different types of incentives. How would Enable really be enabling them to do that? Pun intended. Sure. You're, you're, <laughs> you're absolutely right that this is about creating very targeted programs, agreements, deals, rebates, whatever you want to call it, between trading partners. So if you're a manufacturer, you want to create those programs with distributors in different different geographies and different specialisms and if you're a distributor you want to be creating agreements with manufacturers bringing in sourcing products from different places and this is all about creating highly targeted agreements which can benefit both parties and drive profitable growth of really just saying what do you want out of this relationship and what do i want and let's represent that as a agreement and then track it together and when we achieve that then we'll pay a rebate so I've certainly seen these become a lot more targeted. A few years ago, it was just like an umbrella, very simple. And now with the technology, everyone can be much more precise about what are the conditions of the deal and how can I use this to drive much more targeted behavior? Yeah, that is what we're seeing. We, our, our conference is called Catalyze because it is actually catalyzing behavior. We started by simply automating something that was already there. But it's more than that now. It's about growing it and, again, creating a lot more agreements with a lot more partners, making them a lot more targeted. So all the things you said, Ted. You have a free trial on your website to dive yes. in. The, it was really cool to see that no credit card required to get started, which is even cooler. I love that. How would somebody, if they're listening to this or watching this, thinking this might work for me, what would your message to them be? You're right. There is a trial. You can literally just run this on the website, and it really is quite simple to get started. But equally, talk to us. We're Yes, we're a software company, and we're also 
really pioneering a new category in the cloud. And we have a really good team and a growing team and a substantial team, which is here to help companies succeed with B2B deals and with B2B rebates. So I would say if talk to us and go to enable.com and we'd love to, to have a conversation and we can get you up and running on the software very quickly. We covered a whole bunch of stuff from all over the place. Is there anything that you wanted to make sure that the audience heard that we haven't already covered? I'd say there's a huge opportunity ahead. More than 70% of goods flow through distribution and retail, and they go from a manufacturer to the customer via distributors and retailers. And we're right at the beginning of having a much more integrated, collaborative approach between those different trading partners which is all about serving customers better by having a more joined up supply chain and also driving profitable growth by aligning the interests of manufacturers with those distributors and retailers through deals, trading programs and rebate payments. I think we've probably covered most of it and we'd be delighted to to talk more and explain how this can work. Andrew, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit down with us today. Hopefully this gave some folks an understanding of what Enable can do for them, their business, and their industry. Thank you for joining us today, Andrew. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Ted.